Hunting, fishing, and outdoors. Tagging along as Pierre Mike. Oh, what's that? Pierre Rod. Host Pierre Rod. Oh, we're tag along now, dude. We're like second straight. Trying to throw that out there, you guys. And uh, we have special guests here. Uh, Outdoor City from Altoona, Pennsylvania. Outdoor City. Tony and Brett. Hey, what's up? What up? How's it going? Uh, good, good, good. Uh, uh, Robbie. Didn't what? interrupt me that time. That is crazy. I was waiting for an interruption. I think he was a little hurt because we're tagging along. He is. I am. I just didn't throw that he out He is. There. Tagging Rob, along. Yeah, Rob, Rob is hurt. Wet stuff off <laughs> yeah, your Rob, leg. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> whoa. whoa. We're it was an already. accident. I apologize. So anyway, we're here with uh, Outdoor City Guns. But they are Outdoor City <laughs> Guns. Come back. Come back. A lot of different things. You, you back it up. Hey, you what episode are we on? Doing a pretty crappy job 14. of hosting. He Episode is. Episode 14. Yeah. He's too busy playing with his phone. However. He was trying to get the list of questions that he had. Oh, that's right. Tony. Yes. We diving right in? Are you just, wait, right wait, in. wait, 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 wait. Well, hold okay. on, man. Are we going to recap last week? No. Brad Never do. Recap. Yes, we 13.5. Recap 13. that. 13.5. Episode 13.5. Dude, 13.5 was 13. huge. No, 13 was huge. 13 was huge. 13.5 13. was, was pretty huge, but 13 was huge. I was on both of those, and I must say, yes, they were. <laughs> Huge. So, episode 13, we had game one here. Sean Bailey. Right, game on. recap, I guess. A quick recap. Quick recap. He was a good, he's a good dude, Go man. Ahead. Long that story short. Schedule. That wasn't on the schedule. Long story short. Long story short, if you want to figure out or find out, find out what to do with all we're disrupting the schedule. First wanna, schedule we've ever had. If you want to find out what to do with your deer after you shoot it, listen to uh, episode 13. There's a lot of uh, things that you can do to... Uh, do do two and with your venison. He you listen. He now. is. I, I posted. I harvested a doe Saturday, and uh, after I posted that, he actually messaged me and got a hold of me and said, uh, "Hey, did you shoot a big one?" And he, and he gave me some some pointers, man. Some so that was, that was pretty cool, dude. Uh, you know what? And that's something I want to say. That like, well, Sean, Sean's a good guy. He's a good guy. You know, all of us. You know, PA Rut. Everybody we've had on so far. Brother Roy, G.I. Justin, anybody that we've had on, you know, you can get a hold of any of us on Facebook and ask us a question if you have a question. We might not know all the answers, but we will try to help you as much as we can. It's not like there's secrets <coughs> that we're not willing to give up because that's what it's all about for yeah, us. Yeah, but you, you know? better do it. You better do it quick because our celebrity status is getting pretty big. P.A. Rutt Brad. Yeah, P.A. Rutt Brad is huge, dude. We're, we're like tagalongs. We're groupies. You have to bring him back. Brad, we're your groupies. You have to bring him back down to his level, the right level every now and then. You guys will be all hurt over that. I am hurt. We are hurt. We are hurt. So anyways, Brad has Brad has a uh, agenda. List, a list list of questions that he put yeah, together. Those are questions. I just want to talk to Outdoor weeks. City if we can. Oh, wow. Why do you look at me when you say that, dude? That was hurtful. <laughs> I am done Next. tagging along. So at any rate, we're here with uh, Tony and Brett from Outdoor City and Altoona, Pennsylvania. They have a uh, uh, indoor gun range, um, uh, indoor archery range. Ooh, let, me, let me cut you off right there. <clears throat> We'll, 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 we'll uh, amplify the fact that it is the only, the only indoor gun range between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. 
Smack dab, the only indoor gun range. Plug. Hold on, is that true, Tony? That is true. We're the only one between Latrobe and Harrisburg. We are Central Pennsylvania's only indoor oh, range. Oh, you're guns. Premier. That's an important point. Premier. Important point. Premier. So if you live, if you live between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, outdoor cities, you're a place to go. So, anyways, go ahead, Brad. Okay, so can I get on with my no. podcast? Our yes, pod- sir. Our podcast now. Oh, <laughs> he said my podcast. <laughs> that was part of the, wow. That was part of the podcast. Um, any rate, um, so Tony, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, what you guys do, what you offer to the public, um, and who you are? So, we are Central Pennsylvania's only indoor gun range, and we also have a twenty-yard paper range for archery a 3D 35-yard range for archery as well. And we are going to be opening this November um, Pennsylvania's first uh, techno hunt of the newest caliber. Um, And we also have a 25-yard indoor gun range uh, that you're able to shoot any handguns, ARs, AKs, and anything rimfire at. So it's a pretty unique opportunity for Central Pennsylvania, and it's uh, really exciting to be a part of. All right, talking about your um, your gun range and your archery range. Now, how many shooters can it handle at one time? Um, your gun range with, with your shooting AKs and and well, basically anything like two forty three stuff like that, right? So we have six lanes that are twenty five yards long that will enable you to shoot any handgun, ARs, AKs, um, and then we have a ten yard paper range for the archery side. And then we have nine range or nine lanes rather on the three D range. Okay. Now you guys for the county we we're in Blair, you guys started uh, doing the qualifications for a couple law enforcement agencies, correct? Yes. Yeah, we uh, started hosting the Altoona Police Department, and we are especially uh, equipped to do the low light and dim light qualifications for um, any uh, local law enforcement agency. Um, that's one of the big draws for them to come to our range. Um, also, they don't have weather to deal with because they have to qualify twice a year. So once is typically in the summer when it's nice. And then in the winter, whenever it's cold, it's nice to be able to focus on what you're doing with your firearm as opposed to the uh, elements outside. Now, they, they used to, if I'm not mistaken, they used to actually qualify outside, correct? Yeah, they did all their qualifications outside. And some of the local um, bureaus have their own... Uh, ranges to do this at but they were paying so much out in overtime for trying to coordinate this low light that they're able to save so much money by coming indoors and just having all their officers do it at one time because we have that controlling uh, climate now do you guys have a range officer on duty on your ranges or how does that work yeah, so anytime a new a shooter would come in the door, we try to set them up with one of our range officers. Uh, they'll take a, them through the rental room and pick out what firearm is appropriate for them. And we'll take them in and make sure they have the proper instruction while they're shooting. Okay, so you guys are also in sales of the, uh, of course, guns and bows um, and crossbows as well. Um, Jump. Yes, what, we have uh, a, 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 I just had to lot go of crossbow shooters out <laughs> there in our listening audience. I was just um, kidding. That was Rob. So anyway, uh, <laughs> do you guys do any, like, explain to me what you sell, bows, uh, guns, stuff like that. What's your what's your most, your highest sellers, uh, most popular stuff? Start with guns and then you can get on to bows. Certainly. Um, we have a lot of different uh, guns available. We have about 60 different guns in our rental room. And one of the unique propositions we have is people are able to come in and shoot uh, something, maybe if it's not the exact model or brand that they're looking for, something very similar 
to what they're trying to procure. So we can give them that experience so they know whether or not it's really the right choice for them. And it's really the first time Central Pennsylvania has had this as an option to themselves. Um, so it's really great on the gun side. We're able to not only help people looking for a self-defense perspective, but also in the AR or AK market because our range is equipped to do so. And on the bow side, we have a, a really great lineup of bows. And I think Brett's going to kind of yeah, give us a rundown. We sell Bowtech, uh, Hoyt, and Bear. We also just picked up Elite. Uh, which is definitely an up-and-coming brand. We have a lot of customers coming in asking about Elite, and we're really excited to bring them on board. 2016s are here. Yeah. All the new bows are starting to roll into the shop. If you get on Facebook or, or get on their websites, you can start to see some of their new models, and they're going to start rolling in. I know we have Bear, and we also have Elite in store right now with the new models. You can come in, check them out, shoot them in our range. Uh, what's so cool about archery right now is there, there's so many models out there to fit each unique hunter, whether it's a, the kid that's growing up and you don't want to buy a bow from them every year. There's bows that will grow with them till they can buy their own. Uh, for the woman hunter, you know, we talked about this earlier tonight. There's actually specific bows just for women who are out there trying to hunt. Uh, and, and that's really cool because we like that, that aspect of archery where someone's really passionate and they make a bow just for them. So come in, check them out, shoot them, ask some questions, and uh, maybe we can get something that really works for you. And this is something you said you can come in and shoot them. This is something you have demo bows up, something similar to what you are going to buy to where you can get comfortable with before you actually purchase it. Yeah, it's not so much a demo bow. I mean, they're definitely bows that we have for sale, but you can try out the models before you buy them. You can uh, we'll, we'll set them up. We're not just going to throw them in your hands the way that they are. We're going to ask you what your draw length is, what you prefer to have on the bow so that you get that feel of what it's going to feel like when you actually buy the bow rather than walk into a store and someone just says, hey, go shoot this and see what you think. It's better off to have it at that right draw length, the right poundage with the right accessories you want on it to go ahead and shoot it. Even if you've never had this sizing pounds that you use in a bow, um, we're able to, you know, uh, utilize the staff that we have there to help you establish these things for a first time. So even if you're new to the industry, we really are interested in trying to get you the appropriate fit. Now you guys, go ahead, go ahead, Mike, go ahead, go ahead. You're in, you're in, you're in. Thanks. You guys have a, uh, and actually, which is really cool. And I know we haven't talked about this, but you guys have a really cool layaway plan that uh was brett was telling me about is very unique and i'll tell you what it's it's anybody looking to get into buying a higher end bow especially this is a pretty cool plan if you you know a lot of people only have x amount of dollars if you can save that little bit extra or you could wait that little bit you can actually upgrade and get into that next level bow if you wanted to correct yeah, certainly. We have a 25% down 90-day layaway plan, which is kind of unheard of for the area. And while your uh, bow is on this layaway program, you can actually come in and shoot it. So that way you can buy it a little bit ahead of season and still practice and get ready for whenever that big day comes. Yeah, and even if you're not ready to you know, pay the full amount, you can go ahead and keep practicing oh, yeah. with it. That's, that, that's the big part about Orchard. We're all Orchard hunters here, and we know that practice really matters. So being able to shoot it even though you haven't quite paid it off yet is the is big key. You know? Oh, yeah. They say uh, the development of muscle memory is a repetition of uh, 10,000 times 
until you get it, it becomes part of your mind, it becomes part of your routine. Uh, tell you the vast majority of archery hunters throughout the state of Pennsylvania probably haven't drawn a bone back a thousand times in their lifetime, let alone ten thousand times. Emphasis on the importance of practice, getting out there and shooting. And that's uh, that's a great part of what you guys' program does. Uh, I, I mean, if you can get out there and shoot the bow, shoot the bow, shoot the bow, shoot the bow, and then eventually get the bow, that's I mean that's tremendous value in my eyes. Yeah, definitely. The the great thing about our range is we have the ability to go ahead and go up there and and help you out, not just let you alone. There's always people in there willing to help you out too. That's that's a nice thing about the gun range or the archery community is everyone's willing to kind of pull together oh, yeah. and help someone yeah. out that needs a little bit of help. So to get back on the guns real quick. So like, for instance, um, I've never shot a 1911, but I've always wanted to, sh- I've always wanted one. So I can come in there, try out a 1911 from one of your, models that you have there yeah we have quite a few off of you if i like the feel of that one or a certain type of 1911 yeah certainly we uh (laughs) we have quite a variety of 1911s that are available in the shop um we have four different ones that are on the range right now uh and they range from nine millimeter the whole way up to 45 acp so it depends on whether or not you're really wanting to shoot the firearm a lot and you're worried about the ammo cost we have some that are available in nine millimeter so that way, you know, it helps drive down that cost to do it more frequently. But we also have the traditional uh, 45 ACP 1911s as well. Um, and a lot of people really like to come in and get that experience for the first time. It's, it's oh, really yeah, something sure. unique. So whenever you come in here and, and shoot a, a handgun or, you know, an AK or whatever you guys have there that, that people can – and I, I don't want to say rent. Uh, do they just buy the ammo? And they can shoot those, or do they rent the gun? Yeah, there is a small rental fee. We okay. do $5 for handguns and $10 for long guns. Cheap. Um, yeah, it's very inexpensive compared to going out and pi- buying a $800,000 AR or you know s- spending several hundred dollars on a uh, handgun. Uh, you can come in and experience those. And the biggest thing is uh, buying a handgun is kind of like buying a car in the sense that the second you drive it off that lot, you lose such value in it uh, typically right off the bat that it's a really good idea to make sure you have the proper thing in your hands and have the full experience with that handgun before you do walk out the door with it, Um, especially when you're buying a firearm for somebody else. You know, a lot of the ladies come in and they experience a couple different handguns and, you know, maybe they start with the gun that their significant other suggested and end up on a completely different gun. But they're able to, you know, kind of avoid that mistake of buying a firearm that somebody else thinks is right for them by experiencing it and, you know, really building on that experience and purchasing the correct firearm from the beginning. It's all about what feels comfortable for you whenever you're shooting a handgun, for sure a handgun. Um, and that's what the plus is. Big plus is for coming to you guys and buying a weapon is you can try that out. Um, I've made the mistake. Um a couple of times with handguns where I'm like, oh, yeah, this looks good on paper. This looks good on reviews. Let's buy it. I, I, I go. I buy it. I shoot it. I don't like it. Yeah, it's really the only place in Pennsylvania that you come in and you can feel the difference before you purchase. This might be a good place to touch on, too. We actually have NRA instructors at our shop, and oh, yep. we do a lot yep. of different classes and couples classes. Tony, you might want to touch a little bit on what we do at the shop that – Uh, can really take that experience of buying a gun to learning the gun and knowing how to use it. Yeah, certainly. We uh, recently started 
spending more time doing the NRA First Steps class, which is a four-hour basic class, but it's one-on-one. So we can really focus on the firearm at hand, or a lot of people use this as a course to kind of get an idea of firearms in general, and then we allow them to shoot some different firearms throughout the course, and then they can use it as kind of a guide what they're looking for in a firearm. So it really works out well for the the customers that have come in and said, you know, I, I'm really interested in getting started in the handgun industry and, you know, the sport of it, and I really am looking for something new to shoot. Um, it's a great intensive class, goes over all the parts of the handgun, ammunition, uh, clear down to tearing the firearm down and properly cleaning it. Uh, so every aspect of this new field in which you're venturing into is covered and it's a really great way to kind of build on and then we go into private classes that are still one-on-one they can range from a half hour to an hour Um, and focus on what's most important to the shooter there we go technical difficulties yeah there we go (laughs) so do you guys get into any type of certifications as far as private citizens outside of law enforcement yeah, certainly. We do, uh, through, so through the NRA, we do the NRA first steps, which is a certified class. Um, and we also do the NRA basic class. And in Pennsylvania right now, we don't require any kind of certification to get your carry permit. But if you were to ever move to another state, there are certain states that require NRA basics or, uh, similar classes for receiving your carry permit. So, Doing this class now and having that certification for life could really come into benefit even if you choose to move down the line. How many states is that um, – uh, I don't want you to name them all, but how many states does that allow you to carry in doing that certification class? Well, the certification class itself doesn't qualify you for any states as far as carry goes. Okay. But some states require that as a part. And then the other big aspect of it is a background check, making sure responsible citizens have this ability to carry the firearm. But it's a great stepping stone for anybody looking to carry anywhere. And that's why it's a nationalized, recognized, nationally recognized um, course. That's great. I think, I think the bigger question to ask – Throughout all this is, what are you guys going to do as a business when the government comes and takes all our guns? Oh, <laughs> sell lots and lots of bows. <laughs> now, good answer. Great answer. Great answer. I have I have a few black powder pistols. I love to shoot black powder pistols. Are they allowed to be shot at your range? Uh, so black powder is kind of a different issue. Um, we have had some fired there. The, the biggest concern of ours is, of course, the fire hazard that comes along, possibly with black powder. Um, handguns wouldn't be as big of an issue. We don't do, uh, you know, muzzle loaders and things like that just because of the smoke issue. And the thing that some shooters kind of tend to forget is you're not the only one on the range. And that's really the biggest part is, you know, the compression that comes off that firearm, the smoke that comes off that firearm, it really does impede on the other shooters that are there. And we try to make it a really hospitable environment for everybody that's shooting there. Right. I mean, these are, well, these are questions that... Yeah, certainly. And it's a very valid question. Some of us like our forty-four caliber ball and cap (laughs) pistols because they're accurate. And, you know, we will certainly come in at different times. You know, you get a hold of one of us and management there. We'll gladly open early or stay late so you can go ahead and shoot those. Our biggest concern is to make sure all of our members are comfortable, though. Do you guys have, like, rental times where people can rent or book times for the range and stuff like that? 
Yeah, certainly. We uh, do special events. We've had Christmas parties, bachelor parties, uh, different things oh, that come in. Idea. And, you know, and that's why we've actually limited our hours to what they are. Uh, we're 12 to 7, seven days a week. And then during the winter, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we've expanded those hours a little bit. But we keep the limited hours so that way in the evenings and in the mornings we can have special interest groups in such as law enforcement or, you know, private parties even in that regard. Uh, it, it just kind of helps our members keep an idea of when we're open and then we can build on that with special interest groups as well. Bachelor parties. Yeah, it's really been a great idea. Brilliant. Dude, I would love to go. We try to get them to start the day with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony, Tony's single, wise. so all the ladies we have out there listening, Tony's single. Is there a, so, like, is there a, maybe we can have a bachelor party the, there. I'm the just wall. saying. Like, I'm, put, I'm throwing it out there. I'm throwing it out there. Now, on on the bow end, and I know I, I'll, I'll kind of throw this more towards Brett because – I know how much he likes me. Wait, this me, is Brett. Let me, let me, well, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm was, a Brad. I'm okay with you interrupting. I was, was going to say, while we're on the topic of firearms, leading into what you're going to talk to here in a second, um, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm interested in carrying a firearm with me while I'm archery hunting. Okay? I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly what to buy. I don't know what to buy. What's, Nine what, millimeter. What, what's, what is. No. What do you have? What do you have? Or what can you Nine get? millimeter, yeah. first no. two shot, snake shot, the rest live. No, no, you, Listen, guys, you guys aren't supposed to be answering. Yeah, we, Sorry. hold on. That's they, what I feel. Dude, the PA game commissioner or the PA game warden couldn't game harvest a bear with a forty caliber, dude, so a nine millimeter is not big enough. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't want to throw that. Oh, no, it was a cop. That wasn't a game warden. That was a cop. I want to throw the let's, cop out there right let's now, That was a cop. That was let, a cop. Let's let Tony answer this question. What is, what is the best-selling firearm for... Carrying purposes while you're out archery hunting. So there really are a lot of good options, and I mean the nine millimeter typically will take us through most of our purposes. And I especially recommend the nine millimeter whenever you're shooting on the range, and it's a really good caliber to kind of get acquainted with. It's a low cost of ammunition compared to a lot of the other ones. Um, right now we have an LCR put out by Ruger that's a fantastic option, super lightweight, thirty-eight special. Um, it's kind of in between that air light size that you're going to carry for concealment and the full size that you're going to take to the range and shoot comfortably. Uh, it could be a really good option. Uh, you know, a lot of people kind of choose to go that route for a little bit more takedown just in case you are a little nervous about the bear out there. And you miss with the first shot on the bow. Listen, no, listen, listen, listen. If you're gonna, Mike, listen, we know if you're how you shoot man, a bow. You're not going to shoot an LC9. They're not meant for man hands. My, it's my wife's gun, dude. Get an SR9. I'm just saying, if you got man hands, shoot an SR9. Man hands. No, he said. LCR. He said LCR. LCR. That's a revolver. That's what, because you don't have man hands, dude. However. I carry an LC9 with me. I, I love I, it. That's how we met. I love it. We met like that. We did, LC9. Meet like that. did meet like that. I do like it. Um, however, after right after I bought it, they came out with the new LC9S Pro. Uh, Striker fired. Yeah. Can I get? Road. Can I get that? Can I come over? Can I just we trade mine it. in and just swap it out? Well, I mean, <laughs> you guys do. You guys sell used guns. Some- Long yeah. talks. Yeah. yeah. We yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. have a lot of used guns at the shop, Tony. Yeah. Do you guys do um, deals on your rental guns after so long? I mean, do you rent them for a certain amount of time, and then do they go through a process to get Yeah, a lot out? of our rental programs require us to keep the guns for one year. 
So after that one year period, we kind of decide, eh, this was shot a little bit. This wasn't shot so much. And we decide which ones to kind of sell off and which ones to keep on the range because ultimately it's the experience and that's what we're trying to offer. So it doesn't always benefit us by making the quick dollar on selling those firearms. A lot of times they don't get the use. I mean, a lot of these guns are rated for 20, 30,000 rounds and yeah. we're putting a thousand or two through them and it just, not quite <laughs> worth selling them if we just have to replace them right away. Right. Um, but there are definitely a, a program that we're trying to up and come with is, you know, you put a certain amount of time uh, or a certain amount of money up to shoot the firearm off the beginning. And then you would actually get to pick from a pool of other firearms that were shot from the similar amount of money. Uh, so they have a couple shots through them. It's kind of like a demo program. Yep. At, uh, at, at, Sorry, at, at, we have a dog here, and it was chewing on something. And I, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to choke on it. It's not my dog, and we figured like, it out. It's like all good. Bone so we were a little, we were a little spotty uh, on that conversation. Tony, at, at any given time, how many rental uh, guns do you have available to the public? We usually have between forty and sixty rental guns available, nice. uh, ranging from a twenty-two handgun up through a full AK AR with or a 22 of each. So that way, if somebody's kind of interested in that style of weapon, but has never shot them before, we can kind of break them in without the recoil, the noise. Nice. It's a little bit, you know, more inviting to the environment as opposed to that full recoil. What if I want to shoot a Gatlin gun? Well, yeah, we haven't quite gotten through with the class three in our range yet, right. but right. hopefully down the road. You're not training any ISIS members over there, are you? Uh, we hope not. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude, this is like crazy. Uh, just throwing it, it out there. It did. Um, so anyway, uh, your shop offers a wide variety of uh, what you can and should do uh, with a firearm and bow. Um you're offering very shortly um, some uh, a class, or I'm sorry, some uh, leagues for yeah. archery. Yeah, we have uh, coming up quite a few leagues, both on the gun side and on the archery side. We found being the indoor environment, our prime time is between January and March, where there's not a quite as much going on in the schedule of the average Altoona or Central Pennsylvanian. Um, this during this time, we try to run a 10 week league. Uh, we have about six different gun leagues available and probably three archery leagues this yeah. year. Wouldn't you say, Brett? Uh, do you want to give some more details on the archery? Sure. We, uh, we actually have a 20 yard range upstairs. Uh, we, in our area, we got a lot of target archers that like to shoot, uh, what we call 300 round or 600 round, which simply means they're shooting at a target like you would see whenever you go to an archery range, either shooting 30 shots or 60 shots. It's it's a good way to hone your skills if you're a hunter and you're looking to improve. We also have a video range, and what's cool about our new video range is coming in uh, early November. So it's a techno hunt, which everyone's pretty much accustomed to, but it's going to be the brand new model coming out, which no one else, as far as they inform us, no one else in PA has right now. So it's going to have some. Uh, it's a better operating system with some new scenes. I think it's going to be a really big hit for us. Leagues are definitely the way to go for us. So I'm gonna put you guys on the spot right now. Go for this, it. I'm, this is looking me. This is me spot. looking out for us. Are you keeping on topic? Yeah, I'm keeping on topic. Holy smokes, we so keeping them on can topic. We get a, can we get a? Can we get a pre-public shooting at this where we could do like maybe do a podcast there or something? We can come I think, in and. I think that'd be a good way to kick it off. 
You know, the video, as far as our area goes, has always been a big hit. A lot of the local shops have had really good turnout as far as leagues. And, and definitely that's what we're looking to dive into. We want to have everything available to the archer that they want. And this is something the customers have asked for. So I'm definitely I'm looking forward to having this the techno hunt in here, having a brand new system. Guys enjoy it. It's good camaraderie. Guys like to be together. You know, it, it, it's can that we, whole experience. We talk about it all the time as so archery hunters. Can we? Can we? Can we get life size uh, cutout targets of PA rut Mike? Oh, what I love or, a life size cutout target of PA assuming, rut Mike. Assuming assuming that when you say a techno hunt, what's what's techno hunt? What is a techno? So basically, in the archery world, there's the there's two different systems, and techno hunts one of those big systems. It's the one that I prefer. We did a lot of research on this. We actually talked to a lot of the guys that are interested in shooting at the shop, and Techno Hunt's the one they came up with. Uh, it's a big undertaking as an archery shop to bring that in. Yes, that's quite an expense, too. Yeah, it is, but the whole thing is we want everyone to be happy. We want them to have what they want, and I think this is definitely going to be a, a benefit to us oh, yeah. and our for shooters sure, as for well. Sure, for sure. So if we get the whole life well, – I don't understand the whole deal of a life-size – Life size right. That's more. That's more. That's more for the game. You shoot with a bow. I want. I want a bow. Shoot a bow. We got to talk about one other aspect. Hold on. I know. I. I know. I know. We talked about with the guns about you know the teaching about how to you know tearing apart a gun, cleaning a gun, doing all things with with a weapon. What about on the bow end? If somebody comes in and wants to know, hey, I'm out in the woods. You know, I drop my bow or I bump it while I'm walking in the woods and I knock my sight out. Will you teach me how to to sight my sight in? You know, not. Most guys know how, but there's a lot of people just getting into archery that that don't have that knowledge of, you know, if your bows, if if your arrow's hitting to the left, you what way you move your sight to, or yeah. how to paper tune, or how to walk back tune. And or, that's that's one of the things, you know, my background. I I tell you guys all the time, and you make fun of me, but my background's in elementary education. But that expands into when someone comes into my shop. Not my shop, our shop. Wow, you sound like I'm Brad right there for a minute. Yeah. My ooh, podcast. Ooh. You know, I, I'm always willing to teach them Fine. anything they want to know and, and take the time to walk up to the range with them and help them sight in and make sure they're comfortable. Too many times you kind of get left alone whenever you go into the range yep. at some yep. places. And we always want you to know we're there for you. If you got a question, you can ask. And uh, w- whatever it takes. We offer lessons. We have rental bows there at the shop. If you and your family want to come in and shoot and just enjoy the day, we have bows there that will work for you. But if you're new to the sport and you want to learn something or maybe you're just not sure what's out there for you, just come in, ask us. We'll get you set up, give it a shot, and you know, go from there. Customer customer service is king in that environment. Customer service is king. Um, we got well, we're a little bit over we're a little bit over our thirty minute mark. Uh, I'm going to say this: we're going to come back with the Altoona uh, Outdoor City Boys here, uh, and we're going to talk about one thing that we didn't talk about in the first segment, which is very important to what we've been talking about for the past couple episodes. Uh, they do offer hunter safety courses. We'll get into that a little bit more on the second half of the podcast. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Obviously, uh, we'll say hunga-munga.com, broadhead of the future. They work, uh, baby. They, they work. work. There, there's, there are how many deer down? Three, three deer down? Three doe three down deer? on Hungamungas. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so we want to thank, uh, Tony and Brett for being here, uh, with Outdoor City from Altoona, PA. Anything you guys need, uh, gun wise, archery wise, visit these guys. 
Uh, they can help you out, and you can try stuff out before you buy it. That is the big thing. Before you buy it, you can try a weapon out of your choice. Try before you buy. Um, they'll be back with the second episode. We're going to touch base on a lot of second things we're half. doing. Second, second or half. Second half, I'm second sorry. Second half of this episode. Uh, the, uh, we'll touch base on some things we're doing through Stop PA Rut Report and uh, get back with uh, Outdoor City. Right. Thanks for tuning in. Outdoor City. Done archery wise. Outdoor City has it. Has it to offer. Has it for you to try out. <laughs> Hold on. You got interrupted, dude. What is what is no, that's up? Good. I can't What's up, Rob? Myself. I didn't know if that I was, was on. the best. That was the best you could come up with with the for no, re- I thought I was off. of what services they provide. <laughs> Like, uh, <laughs> I thought I was offline. <laughs> anything you need. <laughs> Outdoor city, anything you need. Pause. I thought I was offline, sorry. Guns, yeah, guns are true. All right, yeah. Apparently I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here. <laughs> and we're here. We are here. We are here. Sorry, I thought we I was offline, report. so. Episode 14. 14. Not to be confused with episode 13.5. Um, Outdoor city is here. The only. Premier. Only the premier. Premier can be on in the same 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 kind of connotation with the. It's like a the synonym. Um, the the premier and only indoor shooting range for firearms between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. I think that's pretty sweet. So if you live in Pennsylvania and you don't live in Pittsburgh and you don't live in Philadelphia, by default you got to come to Outdoor City. So. One I other. like it. I like it. Um, one other thing we had ended the last segment with was the discussion of hunter safety courses. We've been talking about it on uh, podcasts past. What our interpretation of a the availability to take a hunter safety course online. Where's that? Brad. There it is. There it is. So, uh. Uh, you can you can sign up for go take a hunter safety course at Outdoor City, which is pretty sweet. Once a month, right? Once a month. Yeah, we have one coming up here in November, and then uh, after we get through the winter months here, we're going to start having them uh, once a month coming up uh, the whole way through next fall. I'd be curious. I'd be curious to know the number of hunters in the woods in Pennsylvania that have never taken. A hunter safety course. I bet you. It's it most is. of the order. <laughs> I bet you it's really yeah. high. I mean, <laughs> I would say it's mostly the. I, I say it's mostly the. I would say above forty-five year olds have yes. never taken a course. Probably the city um, folk too. But there's a but, lot of guys that 
I mean, <laughs> even I know that hunt that are my age um, that, uh, you know, you don't need to pr- provide a, a card. Basically, you just give the the uh, outfit your license and they give you a license. They give you a hunting license. So um, it's uh, I don't know. There's a there's a thin line or gray area there. Or you trying to guess a number? I, I think no, I'm not trying to guess a number. I'm just saying though, there's, there's a lot of guys. You don't have to. Yeah. There's you don't no, have there's to. There's no real right. Re- I mean. Is there a regulation? Yeah, you have to, not I guess, pen- but you not don't have Pennsylvania. to. Yeah. Until you go I mean, hunt out west. You, really you go to a different to state. Well, I'll tell you, you what, have no, to here's show what proof I did of. out west. Whenever I went out to Idaho and hunted, they, they required a hunter safety course Who the hell? Uh, card. I didn't have mine, but I took my hunter safety course when I was 12 or 11. Um, and uh, all they wanted was your license number from the previous year in Pennsylvania. And that ensured that you had the hunter safety. That course. proves that proves down to the it down proves to the your state qualifies <laughs> you to do it. That's there what are wanted. some yeah. there are some states though that require you to show proof of a hunter safety course. If you give your license number from the previous year, they don't. Well, that's no, just, that's, just, that's, that's just Idaho. That's just Idaho. And yeah. I believe Illinois and Iowa, you have to produce that you've taken a hunter safety course. How do you produce that? In Colorado you, how do you, as well. how do you? Yeah, I can't call the game commission and be like, hey, I need my car. <laughs> you remember back in 1987? You have to take the test again or pay Harrisburg to send you a car. Yeah. Okay. okay. Remember back in 1987 when I was at Regal's Gap Sportsman's Club and you taught me that course, Pat Gonsman? Yeah. How about you sign off for that on that for me? How do you prove? How do you prove? Yeah, I, I will say this, though. You know, I, I'm one of those. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm one of those. Older fellas, you are the older fella does not have has not fella. taken a hunter safety course it yet. Shows. With my my youngest son, <laughs> now now show. I didn't take it up until five years ago with my youngest son. He wanted to hunt, and I sat through the course with him, and I did the course with him. And I'll tell you what, it was it was a pretty cool experience. Did you take the test? Yes, I did, and I passed. So you have the hunter safety I, I course. Do now. I do now. Nice. But I hunted for a bunch of years without it because you can go into Walmart <laughs> and old. be like, hey, here's my driver's license. Give me a hunting license. I mean, That's it, what it, I was going to say, Mike, too. I know you would be that guy that say, hey, it's worth it. Even if it's now 20 years removed from you know, just starting to hunt, it's worth it to go back. It and, is. I mean, I, I, I learned a lot through trial and error. And, you know, we talked about this before, mm-hmm. you know, I'm one of those guys that didn't grow up hunting. I grew up in a city environment. I didn't grow up with a, a, a parent or a family member yep. who hunted. So a lot of it was self-taught. So there was actually some things that I learned and there were some things that really interested me, like the trapping aspect. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's you know, stuff. that's something that is a dying art. You know, there's not a lot of guys out there that do it. And that was intriguing to me. And, you know, to learn, you know, just about different things yeah, you that go to, along with hunting oh, yeah. safety. You get to see what's available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And see some people who are passionate about it. I'd say as if you're a parent of a young child, can be any age really, and you want to get them interested in the outdoors, you want to get them involved in the outdoors, do have them go take a hunting safety course. And if you live between... The area of Pittsburgh. And <laughs> <laughs> By default, plug, plug, default, plug. You, I'm not going to say it's mandatory for you to go to outdoor, outdoor city, city guns. You should check it out. It's, it's, it's. it's I would it's really like to, to see a little bit more in depth, though. This after sitting through the course, a little more in depth of blood tracking after the shot harvesting. Some things that you know, things that we tried that, that we've learned. Through being in the woods, I mean, you guys learned through growing up with your dads and your uncles and yeah, family I mean, members. Those are important things because you know there's a lot of people out there who who take a shot and it's out of excitement. Because when you when you're shooting at an animal, there's there's a an adrenaline factor, there's an excitement oh yeah. factor oh yeah. that after the shot, what Buck do you do? Diggy. 
Buck Eggy, baby. Buck Eggy, I'm telling Buck you all Eggie's, about it. Buck Eggy's prior to the shot. It is. And but during after, the shot. At, w- after what the happens shot. after the shot? How long do you how long do you I wait? I agree, Mike. We see it all the time, yeah. you know. Oh, I didn't find blood or but some people really don't know what to do first and yep. and how to go about those steps before you just go walk yep. in the direction you saw the deer run away. And, and different I, weapons. I'm sorry, Brad. Go ahead. Whenever I was whenever I was uh, I think I was fourteen years old, um I shot a four point. Um it was in the thicket. I shot. Looked like I hit him. I tracked him myself. Um, didn't find any blood. I did a circle like they told me to do. I didn't find any blood. Um, I thought I missed him. I went back to camp. I uh, told my dad what happened. Uh, him and another guy went up there. They did a couple circles. The thing was laying 70 yards or more. I shot him. Just didn't bleed out. Yep. But Did, they, I didn't do what I was supposed to do because I was too young to know any better. Right. Here's a, here's a good uh, inexperience. To know here's any a good here, here's a good side topic, uh, polling question for all the members of the uh, table here at the podcast tonight. What is, um, in, in your lifetime experience, what is the most amount of times that you've seen a single deer be shot before it died? Mm. What was the Everybody question won? again? Everybody won? Everybody won? Nope. Okay, so you're out You're out hunting. <laughs> Somebody shoots a deer. The deer doesn't die on the initial shot. What is the highest number of arrows or shots taken at a deer that you've experienced in your hunting lifetime before the deer was down? Three. Deer up Brad is a three. I'm going to say somewhere around that three range. Three. I haven't, I have, I'm not bragging, but I haven't <laughs> reached that yet, dude. It's been one. Not myself. I was no, no, yeah. Oh. yeah, we'll yeah, say, we'll say the question is not proposed to yourself. So say, say somebody shoots the deer, you're tracking the deer. The deer's wounded. The deer's not down. You can walk up to the deer, shoot it again, obviously. Right. So my number is seven. Oh, seven. my goodness. goodness. Arrows. Seven arrows in one deer. <laughs> seven arrows in wow. one deer. Hey, that is not funny. Hey, That's, go to Alex with a gun and ask for Brandy. <laughs> he might teach you how to shoot. But I, no, no, no. This I is. Hope, this is I hope Pete is not. This listening. is. This is a very. <laughs> this is. A, this is a very rare instance of pure. The, the, you, you say you get buck eggy. You say when a deer comes, it walks past you. you your adrenaline level just two x three x. Eggy. You ramp up. So that same level, I mean, imagine that level of adrenaline if you're on the other side of the arrow and somebody's shooting at you. You, go, you take an arrow to the hip, <laughs> I'm running. You take an arrow to the arm, I'm the running. same guy that wants a lighted knock for an old, <laughs> old <American. laughs> You got a so really good this. point there. I'll say this. I'll say this. No, in this story, in the story, my, my buddy's, uh, oh, my dad's buddy's son shot a, it was, I think it was a four point. Um, and he shot it and he hit it in the upper back. So it, we waited. He waited 40 minutes, went to find it. It was still alive. He shot it again. It got up and ran up into a clear cut. We tracked the thing for two and a half miles before it died. It was shot seven times. I didn't shoot it. I would have shot it if I had the chance to shoot it, but I didn't shoot it. But it was legitimately arrowed seven times by guys that have been hunting for years and years and years. It just happened to be... That deer had such a high level of adrenaline, and not 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 one of those shots was a pure one hundred percent kill shot, I guess, or maybe one of them was. But it's just it's it's strange to see the level of adrenaline and what happens to a deer after you shoot it, which is another point in going to take a hunter safety course. That's an important thing to find out. That's an important thing to know. How long do you wait? 
How do you tell if it's a good hit? Well, and, and being able to tell by the blood also. I mean, that's something that I've researched because I got into this deer management stuff. And, you know, knowing the difference between a lung shot and a liver shot or a gut shot, knowing what you're looking at on the blood trail to know, you know, I shoot a deer. I shot a deer Saturday. Uh, I had the fortune. I was fortunate enough to, you know, make a, a clean, humane kill. Uh, 40 yards and she was dead. I mean, I watched her fall over dead. You know, I, yeah. I got down out of my stand because I knew she, I watched her die. Um, you take those shots, though, and you're not 100% sure. You know, sit in your stand for an hour. Text your buddy. Text a friend who might not be hunting. Yeah. Text somebody else and say, hey, look, I, don't be afraid to. I would much rather send Brad a text, say, dude, I just hit a deer. I'm not sure. You know, I, it might have taken a step. Something yeah. might have happened. What do you think I should do? And that friend of mine, you know, being yep. a decent enough hunter, yes. say, listen, sit for an hour or two, and Maybe I'll come, come meet you, you or something. Yep. Because yep. Yep. too many guys rush to get out of the stand Amen. because of that excitement. Just, just like that adrenaline. Out. Yeah, just exactly. like that adrenaline you're saying about the deer, it it's the same adrenaline from the shooter. Oh, and, and in my, like, yes. group of friends when we're hunting – that's always the rule. Let the other guy do the tracking because you're the you're shooter's so, so wanting to get yeah. to the end result, and the other guy's sort of got that patience about him to yep. Yep. to do the right things first. I can, I can tell you this. Year over year, you hear the stories, and I've done it one time in my life where I've taken a shot and not found the deer that I shot. And I've shot a decent amount of deer. One time I wounded a deer, and it was a nice buck. Never found it. S- sick to my stomach. Yep. Days. I helped you look for that deer. Sick that to my stomach done. for days. And it's 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 a it's a sensation of empathy that a lot of people don't take into consideration. I mean, the majority of people that I've talked to that have hit a deer, wounded it, and not found it are sincere in their disgust. Dude, it sucks. Disgust with it is one the of scenario. the worst feelings. It's a terrible feeling. All leading back to practice. Go out, get a bow, uh, find something you're comfortable with. Talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. Don't walk. I, I advise against walking into Walmart or walking into a, a, an establishment similar to that, picking up a bow, taking it home, and shooting it on your own. Not not saying don't do it, but if you are really serious about going out and hunting, go to a place like Outdoor City. Outdoor City. Somewhere where... <laughs> <laughs> Outdoor City, City, City. I get Plug. paid every time I say that. Plug. Yes, go to, a place, go to a place like Outdoor City and have somebody talk to you that knows way more about what they're doing than you do. Because it's important. The same with, you know, and the same holds true with, with, with rifles. I mean, you know, we talk about the hunter safety course. One of the things that, you know, and I'm sure we probably have all have fallen into this excitement rat patch, but, you know, I hear stories all the time, you know, but guys are bragging, <laughs> and I'm going to, I'll just say it that they're bragging. Yo, me and my buddy we were out, and these deer were running at 400 yards, and I just dropped them right in your track. Dude, you got lucky. If this even happened, you got lucky, dude, because that is an unsafe, unethical shot. You do not know what is beyond the target. You're shooting at, a, at an animal out of pure excitement and pure adrenaline because, A, you either saw a horn or, B, you haven't shot a deer and you want to kill one and you're with your buddies or, you know, you want that excitement to happen. It is so much easier to harvest a deer while it's in its more natural state of not running 50 miles an hour. All right. Here's, a, here's an instance where I, I shot a deer. Uh, it was a big buck, one of the biggest bucks I ever shot. Um, it was in rifle season. I shot the first time. I missed. I shot there. The, I shot the second time. <laughs> we all well, I, I it, was running, it was running. I shot the second time. I thought I hit it. I thought I saw a buckle. Um, 
you know, we have radios when we're hunting. My brother got on the radio. Hey, did you, you shot twice. Did you hit it? I said, I think so. I said, I'm going to give it some time. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to relax for a little bit. I'm going to go over and find blood. Um, how long are you going to sit? I'm going to sit for about an hour. All right. So he's like, 20 minutes later, you got on the mic and you were like, I found blood. And I'm like, I didn't even know. You know, I was so excited over that, over that, I think I hit him. I think I hit him. I thought I sat for a while thinking about the shot, going over it in my head, this and that and the other thing. And then he's saying, all of a sudden, you're saying you're found, you found blood. And then you said you're going to sit down for it again for a little bit, you know, and, <laughs> let, and let him bleed out. And then all of a sudden, all, you found the deer, you know. And he's like, he's like, it was so quick. It was way less than an hour. If you were first telling me you're going to sit for an hour and see this deer. Well, as you were talking about with the uh, with, uh, you need somebody else to track it for you. There you go. That's an instance right there where I had trouble. And I really, because I didn't know where I hit that deer, I should have let it go. Thankfully, I had an awesome shot, lucky, lucky shot, and I, I dropped the deer within 100 yards. But um, that just goes to show that, you know, your, your mind and your, your adrenaline racing gets in the way of your, of your time concept and, and, and uh, uh, what you're supposed to do whenever you harvest an animal, oh, whenever yeah. you shoot an animal. Here's a, here's a funny story, kind of encompassing of what we're talking about. Uh, the question was asked earlier, uh, not while we were recording, how long P.A. Rutt, Brad, and I had known each other. We've known each other for a long time. Since you were knee-high to the grasshopper. Knee-high to a grasshopper. So um, the land the land that we hunt, his family hunts and my family hunt, is within 10 miles, 5, 10 miles of each other. So during rifle season, back before the smartphone era, era dudes carried walkie-talkies around. Everybody's on the walkie-talkies. So I'm sitting there one day in rifle season, and it's I'm probably like 12 or 13. I might be a little bit older. It might be like 14. And I'm listening to the walkie-talkie, listening to my old man and my grandfather, and people talk back and forth. And I hear Pierre Rupprad's <coughs> brother's voice come on. I'm like, so they're, they're, long story short, they're on the adjacent <laughs> property. So I can hear everything that's going on at their camp. I used to have one on scan. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I can like hear what everyone thing. else. Yeah, same type. I did the same thing. Same type of concept. So I'm sitting there hunting, listening to this. Uh, how many? I mean, how many guys hunt annually at you guys' land? Ten. The first Ten. Rifle, yeah. yep. Ten guys banner back and forth. Oh, they're coming your way. Oh, was, yeah. Well, technically, cool. so they're not coming your way. We're, you're not allowed to track yours. Technically, they were feeding this direction. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um. So, uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. Do you guys we have? Gonna, oh, go sorry. Ahead. No, go ahead. No, do you guys? Do you guys have uh, volunteers that come in to teach the uh, hunter safety course? Uh, yeah, usually the uh, game commission themselves come in, but sometimes they bring volunteers around. Um, this past uh, hunter safety class we had on Sunday, uh, we did have a volunteer that volunteered and came in and help teach it that's awesome i mean listen that's that's what we're supposed to be doing man we're supposed to be teaching the younger generation and giving back we need to get yeah. back on track mike so we're back to the hunter listen see look track. See, and it's always me that's talking and stuff doing good i'm week. doing good man Get yeah and, and just let it you know someone you know that's a game warden or something let them know that you're willing to help out a little bit and they'll show you what you can do and move you in the right direction to be able to help out with the classes that are available that's good yep that's good stuff so yeah uh Get your kids to a hunter safety course. If you've not taken a hunter safety course, go take a hunter safety course. If you live between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, Outdoor City is the place to be. Um, we had talked about 
expounding upon what it is that we're doing as an organization during this particular time of year. It's and coming, gonna, baby. The cold front's here. coming. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. No, the cold front. Well. It ain't here yet, it's dude. Here. The a rut is not kicked a off, one, dude. No, the rut's a not one, here. A the rut's not the, here. But the general the season, season is here. Yeah. The hunting so season go, is. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give two people a quick shout out. Two people. Two people. Young the, people, I bet. The new, new to, uh, <coughs> new to the concept of PA Rut Report. Every year we'll have a king and a queen of the hill. So basically, it's the largest bucks killed by both male and female. Hunters that utilize our page. So I'm going to give the shout out to Luke Schriff, I think is the oh, last. Oh, man. Hoy Pro Staff? Yeah, yeah. Hoy Pro Staff. He, Six, what is it? 60X Custom Strings? 60X He's custom a good strings, man, yes. too. Really hey, good guy. Just so you guys know. Is that the 173 inch deer? He is, actually comes account. in in the winter and shoots at the shop. He's going to be sitting well, down. He and I are going to be sitting down. And we're going to do an interview. There's there's a celebrity. There's a celebrity in our midst. If you want, if you want to run into somebody in Pennsylvania that has killed the largest but the king of the hill of PA Route Report shoots at Outdoor City. Outdoor City. He comes in and visits. Oh, he visits. Periodically, he likes to hold on. He likes to uh, with bread a little bit. Oh, I'm just saying. No, I actually uh, sent sent uh, Luke a message and asked him if he'd be willing to sit down and do an interview because he had posted that uh, he has two years of pictures of this buck. And I wanted to pick his brain a little bit to see about, you know, what kind of work did he put into harvesting this animal? Uh, you know, after you see a buck like that for two years, and I know we get a lot of people on our page who, you know, year after year, you get to watch bucks grow when you start letting them go when you're not shooting them at a year and a half and two and a half and you're actually, you know, trying to do a little bit of management. Um, that's quite an accomplishment of being able to harvest a deer. Um, I don't want to say that you can completely pattern them, but you get to learn a little bit about them because you do see things that happen year oh, after yep, year in the yep. same general areas and, they, you know, they have that home area. So Luke said that he'd be willing to sit down to do an interview with us as well, that's PA Rut Report. Because you know, I would love to – there's a huge debate on um, managing your land in Pennsylvania if you have private property and how many acres you need to do so um, because of the surrounding areas, the surrounding acreage that the guys not be, other people might not be on the same page as you are or that you're bordering state game lands or that you're bordering uh, uh, state forests, whatever it may be. Um, there's a huge debate on what is the proper amount of acreage to be able to manage a property. Well, sir, wait, wait. And I would love to see, I would love wait, to know how much good, acres he's hunting on. That's a good. That's a good topic. But we're straying way off. Yeah, because listen, you know me. We I just want to. I want to jump we're on that off. and run with it. We like went to the old oak tree and made a left and walked past it. But it's archery season. Scramble, it is archery season. Scramble. I'm going to let that, slide. Brad. I will let so that here. one slide. That we can so talk here. about that a little bit. No, 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 that's a good topic. Remember that we were talking about it because we can come back to it. But okay, Luke. However, Luke Scherf. I believe it's Scherf. Scherf. Congrats, Luke. Congrats. Yeah, congratulations, uh, two, man. Two Welcome to lifetime. 2E, a 173-inch, 16-point. He is the current king of the hill for PA It may not be the buck of a lifetime for him. He may know, He may wait two more years. He might have, have another one on his hit list for two That's more true. years from That's now. That's true. That's going to score one even, year. We're going to find out. Even Wow, dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the never-ending never story. Even more impressive, I'll say this. Even more impressive if you're looking at it. Is the queen of the hill of Piero Report. So far. So far. She's queen got the of rain. The hill for Piero Report is a seven year old 
seven-year-old girl <laughs> named Maggie. I want to go hunting with her, dude. Maggie Spell. I'll say this. The Spell family has been very, very... Uh, uh, they've killed some nice deer. Prosperous in relation to the deer that they've harvested. Um, her old man, Dave, killed a very nice deer earlier this year. Um, but Maggie is a seven-year-old female huntress, queen of the hill, hunts out of 2B. So check out our Facebook pages. You can see pictures of. I like the little animals. dude. I forget his name. That we we posted that uh, the rack was framing, framing his, his smile. smile. Yeah, that was. I Jake. mean, listen, man. That was a tall. That was a tall. That was a tall. tall rack. There was, was another. Tall there was another uh, buck another harvested young, no, yeah. by a young lady. Another young lady with a hard with with a high yeah, and narrow the same rack. Kind of like rack. Same yeah, kind of rack. it was yep. very similar. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So uh, we were going to talk about what it is we're doing as an organization during this time of the year. That's 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 part of what we do. Sitting in the woods hunting. Right, we'll start it off. Try to promote. About, we'll start off talking about the roll call. Try to, Robbie, try to you can. Yeah, try to. We, we're we're going to try to promote the, the obvious draw to what it is that we do. Is you want to see you want to see the animals that have been harvested in the state of Pennsylvania. Our Facebook page is a good place to go see that. Okay, part of what we do through the Facebook page is what we call roll calls. Roll calls. Yeah. So, so what? A, what is a that? How call? you guys say it? Like when you're typing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, typing. I'm not. I'm not allowed to type it yet. I'm not into that. He says I'm not that level. Okay, the roll call. The roll call is a, a Facebook post that we put out every morning uh, because we're out hunting typically every morning. Basically, it asks you to uh, relay to us or in a comment back to the, our Facebook page um, what wildlife management unit you're hunting in and what you're seeing, what time. <sighs> If we are, are reacting to calls, sense, I mean, anything that's going on out there. So those are roll calls. So take a look at our Facebook page. Pay attention. If you're out, hop on there. Contribute to what it is that you do or what it is that we all do as a group. Because that leads into the second part of what we're doing right now, and they are <coughs> rut reports. So you can go on parutreport.com on the website and sign up for a rut report. What is a rut report? A rut report is a... Uh, explanation to you in regards to what's going on with a rut specific to your area specific to your wildlife management unit i tell that to people people are like yeah you don't know you you don't know what's going on specific to where i'm at and uh, granted some of the wmus cross a couple counties some of them are pretty wide areas but still um we extrapolate data from our Facebook page. So when people do the roll calls, extrapolate. Extrapolate. Extrapolate, extrapolate is pull. Spell that. We pull. <laughs> T-H-A-T. Use it in a sentence, please. Origin. Origin. Yeah, yeah. So we pull. Basically, we basically we go to the roll calls. We pull the information off of all of the roll calls that we've done year over year. And that gives us the ability to pinpoint to a certain extent when they are moving in certain areas, what they're reacting to. What, where, how far along we feel the rut is specific to almost down to where you're hunting. So we're there doing, is a we do, pattern. Yeah, we do roll calls. We do roll calls on Facebook. Go to our website. Sign up for a rut report. The rut report will give you information on the rut specific to your WMU. What is that website you get on? www.parutreport.com. That's it. Plug. 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 Shameless. Plug. Shameless. Shameless. So anyway. Shameless. So go to the site, sign up for a rut report. What the rut report gives you is a week-by-week week update on where we feel the rut is transitioning in your area. It'll give you pictures of animals harvested in your WMU. It'll give you um, some information dependent upon uh, where you're at about service providers in your area. Um, I mean, anything that we think will be viable for you, something that we think you might want to hear about, we'll put on there. But that information's from 
people on your Facebook page. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Real it's, hunters from Pennsylvania. Yeah, so the people we're talking to are the people that need to get on there when they're out in the woods and, and post what they're seeing and what they're, oh, yeah, what yep, they're noticing. Yep. Except for the guy on the first day of archery that said the rut was on. No, 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 no. That's good. I like the fact that there's guys that get on there and do that because the, if you're looking, I mean – I think I just got looking, in trouble. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're excited. They're You're excited. Looking, yeah, they're it's excited. coming. You're looking for an area where you can garner the most information about something that you're passionate about. Okay. For and that two, can only for two. come from communication. Yes. So yes. without Tony. It, Tony's on it. Continue. Without communication. Without the, without the communication, there is no form of conflict. So you got to build this rut report yes. from the communication of what's going on in the state. Love yes, it. Yes. Love so, it. so there's <laughs> two, two core lines of communication, or two, two really influ, two audience to influence. Uh, the audience of us, the aged guys who are doing these podcasts and saying we've been doing this for years and years and years. Blah blah blah. Mike. And you have the youth. You have the youth audience, which leads me into another thing that we're doing through our site. So probably once or twice a month or depending upon how often we get these pictures of the youth harvesting animals nice bucks or just bucks in general um, we do a youth hunter or a, a featured youth hunter through our website so um, will they fill out a questionnaire we will we'll, uh, approach the parents give them a questionnaire kid fills out the questionnaire relating to their hunt and uh, what they thought about it. Oh, awesome. experience. So that's that's also something we'll be doing. Uh, you can see that through the website. Um, we also promote that through the Facebook page. Uh, what else? So we got the roll calls. We got the rut reports. We got the youth. We got the... So in conjunction with the youth, um, Altoona Indoor Ranges will then oh, offer yeah. them there a one-year membership oh, to come oh, in and shoot on either Get the 3D range, the video range, or the... Uh, regular 20-yard paper range for each of the monthly winners of this contest and the junior contest. Wow. They're serving it out there right now. Outdoor City giving it up. Here we go. So the The youth hunters, and we're going to say youth hunters, that is under the age of 16. I'm sorry, 16 and under because the 16 is still youth. 16 and under. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Do I qualify? If you you make – the king of the hill or the queen of the hill. No, uh, is that what that uh, is? Oh. <laughs> Come on, Brad. Sorry. Featured, I misunderstood. If, you, if you're a PA rubber report featured youth hunter. Of the month. Huntress, oh, featured youth hunter. Then. A featured youth hunter, youth hunter or huntress. Regardless, well, I won't say regardless. Depending upon the frequency in which we have them. Uh, <laughs> outdoor city. <laughs> we could have 1,000. Outdoor city. <laughs> outdoor we city, have one a day. Outdoor city has graciously offered up... Uh, Rephrase, Tony. What did it? What's the offer? Well, once one one, we'll say this one per month. Spit it out, Rob. Would one, you? <laughs> one feature. I was youth, on it. One PA route report featured youth hunter will get a free unlimited use of the archery facility at Outdoor City, including the video range, the 3D range, and the 20 yard range. That is that is awesome. a awesome value. That is awesome. awesome. With professional See, wow. people parents, there get your kids you. out there. That's I just more I, incentive. I wish I had some kind of soundboard where I could make like fireworks sounds. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, based on the setup, that's it coming. looks like that's you would. <laughs> you, you would think so. Wow, let's all bang on the. Uh, hey, now I do have to say something about the roll calls. Yes. Not, one, there, there's one type of post that I actually love 
to see, and that is guys that are not able to make it out in the field that day. Sitting at my desk, something like that? No, no, no. Listen, the guys that are driving (laughs) and that, like, they're going to work or they're seeing whatever. And then, all right, I was getting a sign. That will put out their halves on my way to work. You know, I saw deer out feeding at this time. Because you can, you can add that into, you know, if a guy, like I, I, I had posted one. I was going to work at 4.30 in the morning. And it was foggy and there was a bunch of deer out feeding. Okay, 4.30 in the morning, deer are out feeding still. So I want to maybe get out in my stand because if they're still out feeding by 6 o'clock, they might be coming through. You know, that's I, I like to see that not just the guy in the woods is putting a post out there. I like to see oh, people yeah, yeah. that are out and about. And, uh, you can you can live vicariously through the other hunters throughout the state of Pennsylvania by going to uh, PA Route Report on Facebook and just reading through the roll calls. So we're we're, going to an end. we're yeah we're we're a minute over time. Um, before we second half flew. Before we exit, uh, I'd like Tony to or grab the mic and if if i am a person who's interested in finding out information on you guys where do i go what do i do facebook uh we're on facebook at outdoor city and altoona indoor ranges or our website is altoonaranges.com uh our phone number is 814-201-2959 feel free to give us a call with any of the questions about any of the ranges membership opportunities or products in which we sell um Thank you for listening tonight, though. Hey, thanks for being with us, fellas. Can I have one more thing real, real quick? The first official, we'll, we'll, we'll say this. Uh, Outdoor City just threw it out on the table. Uh, they're the first guest to throw something out like that. Uh, kudos to you guys. That's, that's big for the youth hunters. Big time. The youth. youth hunters, yes. Throw youth is our future. Hey, youth just hunters really are the future yes. of the Pennsylvania conservation. Teach yeah. them well. And you guys have a bunch of... of Specials or, or not specials, but uh, discounts for like military, police, law enforcement, stuff like that too, correct? Yeah, certainly. On all of our membership, uh, we have a law enforcement discounts as well as military discounts. Um, we have lots of opportunities to save money within the shop, most certainly. Good, Good deal. deal. Well, thanks, everybody. Episode 14. All right. Episode 14 coming to a close. Thank After 13. PA Rut Reports. After 13.5. Hunting, fishing, and outdoors. <laughs> After. <laughs> After 13.5, but before 13. No. Okay. Are you done talking? I am. It was 13. It's 14. Cowboys ain't easy to love, and they're hard to hold. They'd rather give you a song than diamonds or gold. Long star belt buckles and old faded Levi's, and tonight begins a new day. If you don't understand him, he don't die. He'll probably just ride away. <coughs> I'm a big fan of Do I get in fucking trouble? Fucking game when you post the first fucking day of Archer's season. Why do you the get so bright